Hi, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of Frank Reviews. Normally, this podcast is a father-son expedition through pop culture, uh, but not this time. Uh, for the next couple of Mondays or whatever day I am uh, uh, can be bothered to put these things out with, uh, we are going to be going through... Uh, and promoting some interviews with uh, the cast and crew behind a dramatic reading of William Shakespeare's Jedi the Last. Uh, if you listen to uh, this show or if you know me at all, you know that I am a religious nutcake for The Last Jedi, and I've uh, been delighted to be cast as Captain Peavy, uh, a minor role in the show, and that is going to be live broadcast on we're in January, aren't we? Oh, God. Oh, God, time. Uh, January 29th. Uh, and I've got a couple of interviews lined up for this episode uh, with the uh, actors that play Rose, Snoke, and Luke, along with the uh, founder of Camp Unicorn, the, uh, uh, the, the project that this <clears throat> uh, bizarre undertaking is benefiting and uh, hopefully I have accredited everybody properly in the episode notes. Everybody gets to accredit themselves properly uh, on the episode properly. Uh, I had no idea what format I'd be using. Uh, so everybody gets multiple introductions and exits. Uh, so please enjoy this gigantic bonus episode of Frank Reviews, uh, 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 futurely benefiting Camp Unicorn. Thank you. idea what format i'm going to be putting these interviews out in love it uh, i'll wind up like introducing the show like four times but this is frank reviews what is normally a father-son expedition through pop culture normally but as i mentioned uh on this most recent episode that as of this recording has not been released yet so i'm talking about the future um uh i've got a very minor part in a uh, live read presentation of William Shakespeare's Jedi the Last uh, to uh, help promote uh, and raise funds for Camp Unicorn. Very exciting. Check the liner notes. That's all I'm good for off the top of my head right now. But on this brief jaunt, I've got uh, Mirabelle. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, I've yes, just been calling absolutely. you. I've been calling you in my schedule notes, uh, just Rose Tico. So that's the kind <laughs> of day it. I'm having. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's great to be here. I appreciate your time. My name is Mirabelle, and um, I, I am right. also oh, a cast God. member for um, William Shakespeare's The Last Jedi. This amazing and awesome and very exciting cast reading, um, dramatic live reading, which I hope is that what we're will okay. Yes, super excited, and I am playing the rose, the rose, the role of Rose Tico for this performance. Yep. <laughs> you could just change any of those words around, and the <laughs> sentence I think would still make sense, right, given the right. way I talk normally on this show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what um, what got you? Were you like a fan of the Last Jedi before this, or what? Uh, how did you fall into this uh, Shakespearean oh, wow. nerd trap? 
I, I love it. I love that question. Okay, so um, I am a fan of Star Wars. I have been since I was a little kid, um, which I hope a lot of listeners who are listening, you know, you might have heard about Star Wars at some point yes, in your life. It's a so thing. I did grow up with it, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but when the new trilogy came out and when The Last Jedi came out, I remember watching it in theaters. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and my God. There was something extra special about The Last Jedi that when I watched it and when I left the theater, something hit different. Okay, like... (laughs) Okay, um, because I have my answer to this. Did you have a specific moment where you realized, oh no, this is going to be much bigger than I thought it would be? Oh man, it was... Ah, that's such a great question because there was something about the entire movie that felt so different from any other Mm. Star Wars movie, Mm -hmm. right? And the one thing that I remember seeing in like news headlines before the movie came out was that, oh, there is the first Asian American actress to play a major role in a Star Wars movie. And I thought, wow, this must, this is already starting to be special, right? And I heard about it and I was, I was interested. Um, So then, this lovely actress named Kelly Marie Tran, she became cast in this movie, and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to this Star Wars. This is going to be something different, right? So on top of everything else that was amazing about the movie to me, the addition of Rose Tico, her character, the actress, and what it meant um, to all of Hollywood, to all of Star Wars, I think that was a huge, like, inspiration. Okay. Um, I think it inspired a lot of artistic people to write fan fiction, cosplayers to make costumes, a lot of artistic and creative energy that just like exploded after the movie came out. It's, so it was it's, all just awesome. It's very funny that you mentioned cosplayers because um, uh, Philadelphia, sorry, I'm local to the Philadelphia area, so Philadelphia doesn't have any really good comic cons specific to comic books and general nerdery it's all like wizard world and it's like i don't want to meet the cast of the office that's just no um so every year i go to baltimore comic-con which is a brief drive away from me um i get to stop at sheets which is my favorite convenience store chain because i'm a sad east coaster and i have a favorite convenience store chain um but the year it would be 2018, the year following The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've posted this picture a couple of times on my Twitter. I'll post it again. Screw it. But um, I was dressed in uh, full old man Jedi Master Luke Skywalker gear. I bought the big wow. giant Ultra Saber specifically for the costume. I, st- I You can see me in the video. I shave my head these days, but I had grown out my hair a decent amount. Um, I love it. Wow. Yeah. And I I just kind of accidentally got stopped at the entrance to the con for like a couple of people wanted a photo. But then other Star Wars Cobbs players just kept showing up until there was this group photo of about 20, 25 people or so, all dressed as uh, Star Wars characters. There was even a Chewbacca, which I thought was hilarious. There were a couple of Han Solos. There were a couple of um, uh, uh, the the classic white with the buns, Leia. And there was a Rose Tico. 
And I was, well, also there were a couple of rays. I should add, because I was old man Luke Skywalker, I just collected photos of small children dressed as Ray handing the lightsaber out to me. That was uh, uh, a lot of fun. But um, I realized later looking at the photos that one, that's the most Star Wars cosplayers I've seen at a con outside of an actual Star Wars centric con. And two, um, more people of color were cosplaying as Star Wars characters, and more women and women of color were uh, uh, dressing as Star Wars characters. And I realized I didn't see a single Return of the Jedi bikini all weekend, which I think was a first for a Comic-Con, and I'd been going for like 10 years at that point. So it's, I don't know if it's just The Last Jedi in specific that did that, or just something in the air at the moment, but uh, it was it was certainly a weird tipping point for me in terms of realizing just how much more um, meaningful the films had become to a wider group of people. Mm-hmm. So now you said previously that you're not a cosplayer, um, so like this is my own private nerdy world, but what got you interested in the part of, uh, of um, well, like how did you find... Uh, 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 the Shakespeare's The Last Jedi live read. Uh, was it just a retweet or? Yeah, no. Um, so um, like you mentioned before, from your observation, The Last Jedi inspired a lot of artists, a lot of mm. writers, a lot of costumers to sort of explode. I think a lot of women and a lot of women of color and a lot of individuals felt really seen by that movie, right? And I, I was one of them. Right. So I'm not a cosplayer. I'm not a fanfic writer. However, I do consume all of that fan media like oh God. very voraciously. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> I consume uh, it so much. But a, a friend got me into Shira, and now I'm just ruined in terms of just fan fiction and fan I know art. That feeling. And, oh man! Oh God! It's it's ruined me. It's just destroyed my micro SD card on my phone. I can say that much. Uh, sorry, I interrupted. Please no, continue. No worries. Um, so, like, while I'm not a cosplayer, I'm not a fanfic writer, I consume that media, the creative energy I had, and especially after seeing Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tico, mm-hmm. made me want to take acting classes that year. Really? Which was, yeah, it, it was crazy. And I thought, huh, like, seeing an Asian American woman in a Hollywood movie and being inspired by The Last Jedi, I'm, I'm going to take an acting class or two because I'm, I'm curious about this, right? So that later that year, I took up acting classes, right? Right. And I didn't think it was going to turn out the way it did, but then it sort of became a joy and a success for me where I started auditioning. I started booking roles. Um, I'm from the West Coast in the Bay Mm -hmm. Area, so there's a big commercial industry. Started getting commercials, and, like, I started getting really into movies and, like, the art of acting in particular, which was so inspiring and so awesome and such a joy to be part of and i do follow like star wars accounts on twitter i'm sort of like active in on in that that community and then i don't know i think it was sort of shared from a follower or something like hey we have this reading of star wars last jedi okay i love this movie right it's shakespeare okay acting um, there's a role for rose tico okay i love her so it was an intersection of all the Ah, things i loved in one event and that it was going to a great cause camp unicorn as you mentioned there you go so i was like i got audition i've been like trading my whole life for this one <laughs> <moment."> <laughs> it's all come down to this 
that's that's fantastic it's uh <laughs> um anybody that you know to the six people that actually read my tweets online i am <sighs> my relationship with star wars has been really tenuous since oh, uh, the past oh, yeah. year or so especially mm-hmm. um but uh no it's uh it <sighs> I was trying to explain to a friend earlier, like, ever since I worked a uh, second shift, 3.30 p.m. to midnight a couple of years ago for, like, nine or ten months, I've lost all ability to perceive the flow of time in the correct fashion. So now I can only remember when things happened when I saw a certain movie. So if I want to know how old my little sister is, I have to remember how old Jurassic Park is and then subtract a year. Uh, so... It's a it's a little sad, but I I was I was always a huge fan uh, of just things in general, and these days it just uh, ruins me that my two favorite things, Star Wars and Ghostbusters, are like the most toxic fan groups. Oh, yeah. It like I literally oh this gosh. is this is this is gonna play for an audience of one, but a, uh, uh, my ex said. Uh, well, if you're going to get a tattoo over your, you know, on, on that side of your chest, that's over your heart. So you want it to be like your wife's name or your children's name and just completely missing the point. I'm like, Star Wars, it's all Star Wars. So I've got oh the my Rebel goodness, Alliance. I love it. Yeah. That's and then amazing. To add insult what? to injury, I've got the Ghostbusters logo on my, oh my right gosh. shoulder. Oh my gosh. And, the two uh, things you love, no, it's, like, permanently it, on you. That's amazing that's, to me. Wow. I, I have decided to turn my body into just a haven for nerd hieroglyphics. Um, that's what it should be for you. <laughs> but it just blows my mind because my favorite... I love Star Wars. My favorite Star Wars is The Last Jedi. Uh, my favorite character in The Last Jedi is Rose Tico for... Uh, I, I have this whole bananas uh, thing theory uh that i can just talk about forever but then please do i love ghostbusters i really loved the 2016 ghostbusters because it's just four funny people wearing coveralls and shooting things with lasers and my favorite character from that movie was holtzman and those two characters in those two movies have managed to become the most divisive thing in each of their respective fandoms and it's like i can't I'm just going to get really obsessed with Godzilla now because at least that's just a dude in a rubber suit. Like it's, it's, I've consumed so much Godzilla, uh, uh, media in the past year as a direct retaliation to the star Wars fandom blowing up in my face. But so I'm going to, I'm going to try to limit this to just one character per interview. Cause I am going to be talking to a couple of other cast members, Um, so one of my favorite reads of the, uh, quote unquote sequel trilogy, because this kind of only applies if you look at the first two movies, we're going to get into that later. We can, if you, this Mm -hmm. is the whole thing. So, but for at least the force awakens and the last Jedi, you can read each of the main characters as a different type of star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Like if you go, I think it's my pinned tweet. Uh, you can just read my whole diatribe about this from a few weeks back. It was my birthday. I like wanted to splurge, but specifically Rose Tico is the kind of Star Wars fan that I want to be because mm-hmm. 
the first time, well, it's, it's a whole thing, but the first time you see Rose, she's crying because she has recently learned that her sister, Paige, has died in the battle. I don't even think Paige gets mentioned by name. Uh, that's a bit sad, but, um, you, so she's definitely like on a meta level read. I'm totally sounding like a scatterbrained lunatic right now. So <laughs> no, you, I'm totally getting you. You're, I haven't heard it out about Star Wars in so long. This God, is the space it. to do it. God, right. Like, I okay. Love it. <laughs> uh, so on a meta read level, Rose Tico is a Star Wars fan that, understands that there is both good and bad within the series, but she mm. keeps loving the series uh, sometimes in spite of the, you know, uh, just pull something at random, the episode twos of the, uh, of the franchise. Um, but she keeps loving the good stuff and accepting the bad, and it's really just completely uh, uh, simplified with the whole um, not fighting what we hate, but saving what we love line, mm -hmm, which is, mm -hmm. and I didn't find this out until well after I saw the movie, but that's a line lifted directly from an interview with Irvin Kirshner uh, when he was making The Empire Strikes Back. So yeah, exactly. Rose Tico, oh, I didn't know that. Rose Tico oh. goes all the way back to 1980. It's great. Um so, uh, yeah, so Rose Tico is probably the most important Star Wars character just to me, because that's who I would like to be. But I'm also a 275-pound doughy white boy, so I could never cosplay her. That would just, that would be wrong on, like, every level. I have jumpsuits, but they're Ghostbusters jumpsuits, so that doesn't, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Um, so I'll just keep going with my Luke Skywalker cosplay, uh, for right now. And, uh, yeah, mm, uh, that's a whole other bucket of fish. But, uh, 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 did you have anything else to add besides my, my nerd rant there? I'm going to wow, have to. That was, no, that was awesome. Oh, I love your God. observation on Rose Tico. I absolutely agree that there is something meta about her. I feel like I need a cigarette right now. That's, an, yeah, that's just <laughs> yeah, nerd, I'm going to get nerd, a, a nerd, cup of coffee nerd, nerd. And, a, and a drink here. She is, there's something so meta about her character that also feels very intentional from her lines to her monologue to the fact that she is cast as the first Asian American woman to the fact that Ryan Johnson was very intentional about her in particular yeah yes and her her character is like she, for whatever reason you know she's so people love her or people hate her and maybe it's so how weirdly you feel divisive about her, it, it's so weird to me but how you feel about her is a reflection about yourself mm -hmm. i'm thinking and the last jedi what it did was it like sort of made a lot of audience and a lot of viewers sort of have to look at themselves and people didn't like oh, that, yeah right? no i've been saying for ages like star uh last jedi is the first introspective star wars oh, yeah absolutely. and oh people don't like that people don't like that too much thinking too I've many emotions in my movie i part of the reason why i'm like fanboying out so hard right now is because i've legit had to stop talking about star wars with my uh my local friends because we all love Star Wars. That's not up for debate. But I've realized, like, 
we're all kind of religious fruitcakes for Star Wars, but we're different sects of mm-hmm. religious fruitcake. The way I describe it is my one friend is like a Star Wars Catholic where anything that falls out of the Pope's mouth is is the word of God. And I'm some weird remote snake handler sect and it's like like i relate to that did you feel like an outsider <laughs> when you like sort of like wow the last Jedi was pretty good like for me when i sort of said that when i expressed wow i really like this movie i got weird looks from my friends it like, was, oh, you oh liked that it, movie? it was a very slow burn for me like i was it took me a very long time to just think about why I liked the movie so much. And Mm -hmm. when, like, six months later, I said to a friend, I think it's my favorite Star Wars. They just gave me the most confused looks. (laughs) So, I, it's, it's just been, it's been so difficult uh, (laughs) as a Last Jedi fan. Oh, it uh, has been. And it's unfortunate that, especially if you're a Last Jedi fan, that I'm feeling that you would, feel unsafe online expressing that because there's so much like vitriol and hatred uh, just because you relate and can see yourself in this movie which is hard for me to comprehend on the internet but is, especially with rose tico and kelly marie trans specifically she literally got bullied offline she because did. of the the ferocity of um i call them piss babies I, th- I feel like the fan, the fan, the fandom menace. Is that what they Yeah. I feel like that's giving them too much credit. They're piss babies. So screw them. Um, <laughs> I should also add it's going on 930 in my time zone. So I'm already a little uh, loopy to begin with. But um, I had a thing. Online bullying. Kelly Marie Tran. Mm-hmm. There's a question. So <laughs> I'm going to try not to talk about it too much because it does make me very angry. But okay. the rise of Skywalker ah. after me and me and my uh, Star Wars Catholic friend, we saw it in separate theaters at the same time. He got out like 10, 15 minutes before I did. He asked me the next day uh, via text message um, uh, what I liked about the movie. And I said, oh, I love the part where Rose Tico shows up with a doctor's note excusing her from the rest of the movie. Like she didn't 30 seconds of dialogue. Yeah. She didn't want to, she didn't want to like go to swim class that day at the gym. So she's just going to hang out on the bleachers with the other asthmatic kids. Uh, Just, I think somebody did like the stopwatch thing. Rose gets less screen time in The Rise of Skywalker than Paige Tico does in The Last Jedi. I saw something like that, and it was so unfortunate that it's such a beautiful character and such an awesome actress who deserved to be seen and who was who is having a great career in Hollywood oh my God. was reduced to like <laughs> 20 seconds of like, I'm going to not follow the call to adventure and I'm going to hang out here on base because that's what I do. It did not make sense oh for her God. character at all or for her, the actress or for the movie. But especially, so to me. I don't know if you've, uh, I've, this is where my religious Star Wars fandom fruitcakiness starts to really come into play. I don't know if you've read the uh, script for what was going to be episode nine before Carrie Actually, Fisher I have died. I not. I still <clears> remember it. Yeah. I can send you the really? link. It's called Duel of the Fates. 
Uh, literally, the draft is dated like the week before Carrie Fisher passed. And it's only a first draft. And I think the last, the ending is a little, it's a little shaky. It needs another pass or two, definitely. But uh, it's, I've been saying for a little while that I'd much rather have a good rough draft than a bad movie. Uh, so I've, I've, <laughs> I've read the script just by myself, like a novel several times. There's a group of people that did a pretty good produ- uh, audio, almost radio production style quality, uh, reading oh, right. of the script. Oh, it's fantastic. And Rose is like, she's got a central focus arc in it and it's, and, uh, her relationship oh, with so Finn. <laughs> I mean, it, sad to hear that we could have had that. Yeah, exactly. Goodness. It's it's Aww. it's it's infuriating to know we could have had that. Um, and it was called Duel of the Fates. Like, people whine about they don't respect the prequels enough. Like, you're literally taking the one good thing from the prequels, which was John <laughs> Williams. Title. John friggin' Williams. And just making him the movie. Just... Uh, that's cr- I can uh, I can throw you the link uh, for the Please script do. if you like. It's pretty easy to find online. Um, I I feel like I have PDFs stashed everywhere, like some sort of weird drug safe house. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I I think that's everything I wanted to cover on my end. Did you have anything else to uh, that you wanted to mention in terms of oh, Star man. Wars Rose? Um, I really appreciate your time with me in this interview, and um, I know whenever this, I don't know when this episode will be released in relation to the, the normal reading event. Normal episodes uh, of the show get dropped Friday, so I feel like I want to do at least two or three of these and drop them the Monday after. Mm. So what am I looking at? So I think I'll have, I'll definitely have more than enough uh, to fill up. An episode, yeah, I could do, uh, I could probably do every Monday in January. Sorry, I'm literally just figuring this out now as I'm talking to you. But, uh, yeah, uh, I've got, uh, uh, a couple of the people that are running the program and, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm, oh gosh, uh, I'm, I'm very much looking to my, forward to my conversation with Luke tomorrow. I can't keep, I can't keep people's actual names straight in my head. Which is which is a terrible thing when so much of the trans community, uh, is, so much of it is about not dead naming people. And I'm just, I can't not call people by their character names. And that's going to be something to, that's. It's, there's a lot of cast members in the production, oh actually. God, there's there's, so a, there's the, a good amount. The Discord so. chat is driving me insane. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining. So many Star Wars nerd fans, but I've got to disable that notification system. It's, oh boy. <laughs> Oh, boy. I, I just want to say I am super excited. And I know Rose Tico is very beloved to so many of us. And I really, really, really hope to do her justice um, in the best way that I can possible. I, uh, um, so I, really I have full faith in you. I'm excited for this episode. I, and I really appreciate your time. And, um, yeah, anything else you'd like to ask me or uh, that I should mention? None that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, I know... Uh, I've got a replica of Rose's ring somewhere around here. 
Um, well, there's two different versions that were made. The $30 one, which is this big old chunky thing that actually is like a little spinner ring that you can just flip around like a weird little mm. fidget spinner. The $70 version is the actual um, aperture lens. The slides. The slides, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, it's, my family has been trying to go to Disney World for the past few years and supposedly we're going next June and I've already decided I'm buying Rose's ring. I'm buying uh, the legacy lightsaber and pours. I'm just buying Wait, all they the pours. Sell, they sell that ring at Disney world. Like it's an official Disney merchandise. I can't see them not selling it. Like the one that I got was officially licensed, but I don't think it was from Disney world itself. Hmm. It's, but like, that's still like, supposedly we're going to be going in July. So you'd think, enough time would pass but that's that's me Crossing getting my hopes up you. yeah well let's see if the world rectifies itself because i don't feel like going to disney world otherwise right i'll just i'll do my normal vacation which is to just go camp on the beach it's much mm -hmm. cheaper uh no i think that's just about everything um uh, again, as I said, I don't know the format that I'm going to be releasing these in, so I'm going to do my own self-promotion crap. Uh, I'm HD Lickner on Twitter, Muscle Nerd Studios on Instagram. Our actual podcast Twitter account got shut down because I accidentally changed the birthday to uh, just over a year old because that's how old the podcast is. And um, so just follow us on, on there for right now. Uh, as my dad would say, go out and do something with your lives. And if you want to uh, uh, throw out your own hashtags and whatnot. Yes, my name is Mirabelle and I am Chibi underscore M on Twitter. And I do have an actor's website and that is MirabelleMiscala.com. When I found you, I saw raw. Untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. Cool. And we're recording. I'm picking you up. Things seem to be working okay. So, hi, everybody, and welcome to Frank Reviews, what is normally a. Uh, oh my god. This is staying in. I'm kind of lazy when it comes to editing. What is normally a father-son expedition through pop culture, but what is presently buttons being hit on the oven and phones ringing and everything going off at the same time. But in the meantime, this is part of a series of bonus episodes that I'm putting out leading to a uh, uh, performance on January 29th, uh, benefiting uh, Camp Unicorn. And today uh, on... <laughs> I can't believe I get to say this sentence out loud. Uh, uh, right now I am talking to, quote, the original Hot Lady Snoke, uh, Bell Toast. Uh, uh, hello, and welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not I, I said this on the, pre the, the previous... I'm just going to mash all these interviews up into one horrifying amalgamation. But uh, I said previously how this is really just an excuse for me to talk about Star Wars with other nerds. Uh, because my dad, he he would not care. He just wouldn't care. He can barely care about movies he does like, let alone Star Wars. Uh, so I, I guess, um, how did you come into this project? How, what was your 
introduction to it. Um, do you mean are the do you mean like Camp Unicorn or do you mean Star Wars? I I mean why not both? Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Start with Camp um, Unicorn because that's a little more relevant. Okay, Camp Unicorn. Okay, so wow, this is a wild story. Go! So, I love wild stories. Great. Here's the thing. There's this um, like amalgamation of content creators online that people will refer to as BreadTube. They're like leftist content creators. I used to be a very big fan of them. I am a leftist. I'm an anarchist. And that sorry, I that's be, that's BreadTube. B R E A D tube. Yeah, it's okay. Because um, <laughs> I think red uh, tube is a little different. So I wanted to make sure I oh got God, that no. correct. Yeah. Uh, it comes from The Conquest of Red by Peter Kropotkin. Okay. Which is a leftist text. But I used to be a very, very big fan of okay. a lot of these creators. And in specific one, um, who goes online by the name of Philosophy Tube. Sure. And, oh God, this is embarrassing. The names are ringing <laughs> bells, but nobody's home. So, yeah. I used to be such a big fan of them that I ran a parody account of them on Twitter. Okay. A lot of other bread tubers had parody accounts, but they didn't. So I, um, I made a parody account of them and I made cosplays of them. By the way, they had characters in their videos. <laughs> okay. Okay. By that, I was not just cosplaying a random person online. They had like characters. There were supposed to be narrative devices. So I cosplayed a lot of their characters. Um, and, like, they ended up noticing me and following the account, and I ended up gaining, like, quite a few followers on that account. One of them being Izzy. Okay. And I ended up following Izzy back, and <laughs> we became <laughs> we became mutuals on Twitter. And oh, friends real quick, I should probably mention this interview was supposed to involve uh, Izzy as well, but they have not responded yet to the Zoom link, so they may be joining us Uh surprisingly yeah. later in the conversation but please continue yeah. she honestly she's probably just she's probably streaming to raise mutual aid for some other projects today multitasking <laughs> that is, okay that is all she does that's that's it's you, you gotta get that hustle on you know it's uh yeah. i get it izzy is an amazing person she has done a lot of work both in real life um and online and she ran Philosophy Tube. Philosophy Tube, I believe it was last year, also did a charity stream on Twitch where sure. they were reading the entirety of Shakespeare's, like, I don't want to say discography because they're not songs. Dis Catalog. I love the idea of Shakespeare having a discography. <laughs> Just can um, you imagine Shakespeare having a Twitter account, like a modern day uh, Kanye type thing? Sorry, please continue with your. As I make up nonsense. Um, but yeah, Philosophy Tube did a charity stream um, where they read through the entirety of Shakespeare's catalog. And okay. Izzy ran that. And I was still a pretty big fan of them at the time. So I remember like asking Izzy what was going on with that. Um, I don't, I would, I, I ended up getting cast in it, but I did come on and speak for like a hot minute during like their skeleton crew time, which was sure. keeping the stream live while people were like asleep. And after that, we became mutuals and, like, friends. And I just, I'm so inspired by her. Okay. She's 
she's amazing. We're just friends. And Camp Unicorn is her project. Oh, okay. So, when Matthew, who you're familiar with, uh, Matthew at the Slither Win on Twitter, I remember, I think he was joking. He he had gotten a copy of the Shakespearean Last Jedi adaptation. Right. And he was going through it. He was like, who wants to produce this with me? And I was like, I have dibs dibs on Hot Lady Snoke because Hot Lady Snoke has been like a cursed, fun joke cosplay of mine for a while now. Oh my God. That's fantastic. I I always love seeing weird takes on cosplays like that. Like there's a guy I follow on Instagram that does... Old man Jedi Luke Skywalker, but as if he were played by Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. And he's got, like, a Porg in a Baby Bjorn, and he's got, like, the green milk in a thermos. And it's... I love nonsense like that. I, uh... Um, Oops, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Um, So, and the thing is, that was, like, a year ago. Okay. And Matthew was, like, busy at that time. We didn't end up doing it. He went on hiatus for a while. And I've been doing Hot Lady Snoke a lot in the meantime because it amuses me so much. It's so I want to keep me. a counter on this. Like, how many times do we say Hot Lady Snoke? And just ding, ding, ding. So I'm too lazy to edit that in, but just imagine it, <laughs> folks. Um, <laughs> what, so, what in God's name is uh, 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 involved with Hot Lady Snoke? You, I, I will, I will info dump about Hot Lady Snoke. Do not get me going if you don't want me to talk about is, this for like five is, minutes is, straight. Uh, the audience will have already heard this, but I just spent like fifteen minutes gushing about Rose Tico fan theories uh, uh, to uh, to our poor Rose Tico. So um, it's uh, this is if if you haven't seen, I've literally got like Star Wars emblazoned on my body. Uh, uh, for the audience, I've got the Rebel Alliance logo That's tattooed me. over you know, my heart. I will say, I am wearing, I, you can't see it, can you? I'm wearing I can. I, I clocked it almost immediately because that's how my nerd brain works. Um, <laughs> it's, I can't find a decent quality version of that. I did just get a brand new Dremel for Christmas, so I will be making my own very soon uh, out of nice. quarter-inch thick stainless steel because... I gotta, you gotta go big or go home. I want, I want my Rose Tico paraphernalia to outlast the sun. So yeah, uh, that's yeah. <laughs> well, it if you teach a nerd how to weld and do metalworking, terrible things are going to happen. So oh my god, I th- no same here because when I had a woodshop class in high school, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I I used it exclusively to make wands. <laughs> Oh I, my I god! I had an A in that class, but the... I used it exclusively to make wands um, because I was like, "Man, I like Snape. I like Luna Lovegood. I like certain aspects of the Harry Potter universe, but I hate J.K. Rowling, and I refuse to." Oh my money. god! Don't even. So yeah. I'll just make. I'll just make my own wands. It's um, uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, Sean Monahan, my my oldest friend, and the guy who wrote the theme song for this show. Uh, he got access to a lathe, and yeah, that's all he did was make people wands. <laughs> and uh, the the big projects that I've made so far with my home welding rig, um, a guy, a friend, commissioned me because he was uh, dressing up as Gandalf uh, to act as officiant at a friend's wedding, and uh, he commissioned from me a uh, a steel Gandalf wizard staff. So that's uh, I got I got that going for me. 
Nice. Yeah, a lot um, of fun. But uh, circle s- back to yeah. Yes, please. Back on. You keep show. us on topic by all means. <laughs> so okay, it started off as just like a joke thing because I had seen in the Raylo fandom going around, there was this one particular fan art that that was like Snoke, but the art style was really really beautiful. And, okay. Um, and he was like younger and hot, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I can one up this because right. I have a gray wig, and and I have some safety pins, and I went to a thrift shop looking for like curtains, like gold curtains right. or like a gold dress or something I could do, and I found this gold tablecloth, and oh. I found some like fake gold jewelry, uh. and. Real so quick just, for the audience, I've Googled Young Snoke, and uh, boy, howdy. Uh, okay, apparently Ed Harris is being fan cast. All right. <laughs> sure. No one no one gets horny like a Raylo, you know? Um, I have... I have... Uh, I can barely even get into Raylo, because, like, I have my own issues with it, but it's it's, like... It's complicated, and it's just, oh, God. But I'm also, like, a hardcore shipper myself. Like, you know, don't even get me started on Tara and Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, it's like, I will go off on Korasami. So, like, I can hardly criticize Raylo people for for doing the same thing just with something I don't don't agree with. Well, okay, you're not alone in that. I say this because Izzy isn't here to stop me. You're looking me. around as if they're going to sneak up on you. <laughs> Izzy doesn't really like Raylo that much either. Okay, okay, cool. Well, uh, okay, he I'm going to get this out because, like I said, so you you continue. Sorry, please. Um, and it, it's really funny to me because um, I'm going to break this here. Um, and hope Matt doesn't get angry at me over it. Uh-oh. One of the fundraiser incentives we're trying to do is have certain um, fundraising tiers where if we raise a certain amount of money, Izzy will name a building um, at Camp Unicorn, the physical location, after certain Star Wars things. That's... So like it'll be like r- the Rose Tico Rabbit Warren or like yes. the Ryan Johnson like cabin or the Raylo is Cannon Barn. <laughs> <laughs> with like a company wood burn spine. Oh my god. I I uh, well we gotta, I'll, I'll we say it in a minute, quick. but my thoughts on Raylo is complicated, but I would pay so much money to see a building named something like that. That's amazing. Uh so yeah. since this is my platform essentially to nerd off on this subject, um yeah. I am all about Raylo for about an hour and 25 minutes or so, like from the first force bond to literally uh, the moment where they're both fighting over the lightsaber and it's, you know, hovering between them. So I'm on board for the ship for that hour and a half, whatever amount of time that is. But like, uh, 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 Ben made his choice, and it wasn't to be Ben. It was to be Kylo Ren. Ray didn't want Kylo Ren. She wanted Ben. Ben doesn't want Ben. So, nuts to that. I okay. Mean, yeah. Whatever. Well, I it- understand that perspective, but what I think it lacks is the, um, acknowledgement that the, that The Last Jedi is a middle chapter in what is meant to be 
an unfinished book. <sighs> so you literally narratively can't have them get together in The Last Jedi right. or else what are we doing exactly yeah episode nine and episode nine that, was like bad that's but that's literally why you get han and leah together for about four seconds four and then you freeze han so right you yeah have to separate it's like have you ever seen like a rom-com and for some reason at the end of like every second act they've been going good for a hot minute and then something comes up and i, they I think you separate. mean every rom-com yeah well it's just it's then making his choice to be Kylo isn't so much like him like setting his foot down, but more so a narrative necessity when you're considering a multi-arc story. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know if you've read it, but because I'm me, uh, I personally follow the quote-unquote canon of Duel of the Fates, the unproduced episode nine. And, uh, yeah, I realize I, I literally said, uh, uh, in the previous interview that like, uh, I am a star Wars religious fruitcake, but like, I'm one of like the weird niche snake handling star Wars religious fruitcakes. So like, I, I know, but this is how I have to make it work in my head or else I will go mad. You can, you can, you can like the rise of Skywalker. I don't. That's just, I, we can all agree on Star I Wars. <laughs> I don't like the Rise of Skywalker, but I don't like the Duel of, I don't like, I don't like any of the unproduced ideas they had for episode nine. My own invented canon, <laughs> I feel like is better, but no one wants to hear me talk about it. And well, you've got a platform. If you want, I can set a stopwatch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Izzy hasn't, Izzy's not here yet. So. Well, how did you get into Star Wars uh, in general? Well, my parents were pretty big uh, Star Wars people. Okay. So I know I, I know consciously I had seen all of the movies before The Force Awakens came out. Okay. But um, I don't remember. <laughs> I, like, when I went into The Force Awakens, I just had, like, a general pop culture knowledge of it. I don't okay. have, like, a yeah. distinct memory of it. The Force Awakens came out when I was 15. So that was really what, like, got me into Star Wait, Wars. Wait, hang on. My brain just had a moment. The Force Awakens came out when you were 15. Yep. God almighty. Am I the oldest person in the cast? I'm 35. What's happening? I I feel like the guy at the end of uh, uh, Last Crusade, he chose poorly. Oh, God in heaven. I can't make that make sense in my head. Like, you you please continue on. I'm going to be having a small crisis. Nice. Okay, well, Izzy said she's just, she's ending her stream now, so cool. she'll be in in a minute. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's what really got me into it. Um, early days, I w- early days of Star Wars, oh, God, I had this, <laughs> on to- okay, it's a little embarrassing, but I actually unironically love her a lot. I had this character on Tumblr that I would roleplay as, she had her own blog, her name was all in all, her name was, uh, all in all, Puniel. and sure. I would, and she was an ambassador to the Empire, and I, mind you, I created this character when I was fifteen, <laughs> so there's a lot going on with her. Her uh, mom. Well, I'm just yeah. really glad like Zanga doesn't exist anymore, because Ooh. oh god, that was 
Uh, late stage me high school. Oh, God, no. Uh, please continue. Sorry. Uh, ambassador oh. to the Empire. Oop. We've got... Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I'm, oh, oh, I'm going to admit. All right. Joining. Hello? Hello. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey. We've got... Hello. Uh, uh, Izzy has just joined us. Um... I apologize for the noise on my end. Waffles are happening in the background, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, hello and welcome. We've just been talking about how we've gotten into Star Wars. Uh, if you would like to introduce yourself. Uh, yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Izzy Bear 713 I'm bad with schedules. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing my first playthrough of Demon's Souls and I got a little sucked in. Not going to lie. Um We've all I been there. I am uh, an online content creator, mostly focused on Twitch. Uh, a lot of people follow me on Twitter for for updates too. Oop, and oop. Uh, I started a big mutual aid project called Camp Unicorn. And okay. I also happen to be a big Star Wars nerd. It's a win win. Oh, there win-win. we go. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have you drop your t- your Twitch and whatever else you want to pitch at the end of the episode. I'm trying to take notes to put in the liner notes uh, for the episode. But in the meantime, how? Uh, uh, um, uh, I keep calling you Toast. It says <laughs> Bell right on my screen. Of, you can call me Toast. That's, that's one of my names. People look, call me I, Toast all the I've time. I've been writing notes in my calendar. It's like, I've got an interview with Snoke at 5 p.m. So it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to learn a new platform with Discord and learn, like, everybody's got five names, like it's the Lord of the Rings. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm I'm already, like, a mess of a human being. So, like, this is, this is not helping at all. Uh, so how did you, so you, you were the founder of Camp Unicorn. Yep. Okay. Uh, if you want to, uh, how did that happen? <laughs> Uh, completely on accident, as I like to describe most things in my life. Um, so, uh, I'm a, I'm a pretty active trans activist. Uh, I'm a trans woman. I care deeply for my community. I suffered a lot of the, the intersectional issues that a lot of my community faces. Um, I survived conversion therapy at a young age. I was kicked out for who I am at a young age. I then had to survive over a decade on the street. <coughs> I've, uh, I've been oh a sex God. worker. I've been a drug addict. I faced houselessness for a very long time. I enlisted in the military to get off the streets, um, survived all that shit, came back, finally got somewhat situated. I'm now in a, in a much more comfortable living position than I've ever been in, um, and I look at the world and I look for things that are wrong and, and things that I can do about them. And when HUD released the ruling to bar access to um, housing and uh, homeless shelters for trans people, I got really worried knowing that a third of the trans community faces houselessness at one point or another in our lives. Um, and I started thinking, what could I do about that? And I didn't expect to be able to do much um, because that's kind of a big huge thing to try and fucking tackle well uh, um but uh as it turns out um someone i'm close to has 37 acres up in the the woods with a log cabin that they aren't using and was like you could use that build on it add more cabins turn it into a commune and i was like okay <laughs> all right so um, i so guess I my start- follow-up questions are what's the snow situation like and do you need a bigfoot because i will be a bigfoot i will just live somewhere remotely in the woods as a bigfoot 
it's <laughs> um so the snow situation gets pretty intense uh we are known yes. for four to six month long winters i am and we can sorry please continue i mm. Um, and so we, we do know uh, pretty hardcore snow, but it's a small cabin that's on the premises so far. We have a wood-burning stove that is far superior enough to heat it, and it is very well insulated. Uh, and then for getting in and out of the dirt road that is its driveway, uh, I, I started leasing a side-by-side, -side and we bought a full snowplow attachment to it. So I have a 72-inch snowplow on a, a four-wheel drive ATV that's like the big sit-in one, not like a little four-wheeler. Um, and yeah, we're going to use that to, to plow and get in and out and run supplies during the winter is the plan. Dang. All right. You, you've, I don't know what I was imagining in my head when I had this loosely described to me over the internet, but I don't know why I didn't think of, we have a 72 inch snow plow when factoring in my plan. I mean, I live in Maine. I live here. I'm that's used to this. Great. We have a snowblower that's, that's gas-powered. You push by hand. We we now have the plow. That's a new addition. We had somebody with a plow truck who would come into our driveways before, but now we're taking care of them. Okay. Um, I live, I, like, I'm right on the this. snow line in, like, the Philadelphia region, so it's, like, this nonsense temperate zone garbage. It never really goes up above 100. It never really goes below 25, and it's like, no! I want to go skiing! Hmm. That's whatever. I'm still working on my own immigration to Canada, so I'll, I'll get my wish eventually. So once COVID's up, because they up those restrictions. God, never <laughs> tell me about like the visa is flipping paid for, but I can't do jack about it because the borders are closed, and I'm a filthy American. So yeah, whatever. I'll uh, I'll deal with that over time. Just. Uh, uh, build anticipation of having to put my cat in a travel cage for like 17 hours. She's gonna hate me. It's gonna be great. True. But yes, so uh, 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 founded Camp Unicorn, uh, 37 acres, giant personal snow. That's, I, you, I have my own personal snowplow. That's a sentence I want to say one day. Um, uh, how did... How, sorry. It's not like one of the big giant ones you'd see on the road. It's de it's definitely smaller. Oh for a, yeah, uh, take away plow, my hopes and dreams, why don't you? All right. I mean, it's still it can still plow an entire lane of the road if I had to. It's 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 not small, but That's it's definitely better than, than what I can do. Ones. I'm right, just a yeah. dope with a shovel, so yeah. <laughs> so uh, 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 Toast was saying earlier how uh, the Shakespeare Last Jedi project kind of started off as a joke. I think you were saying. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't originally planned to be a fundraiser. Matthew was just really interested in the text and was like, who wanted this? And I was like, I want to be Hot Lady Snoke. And I sent him an audition. This was like a year ago. And then everything went crazy. He went on hiatus. And I think it was um, a friend of mine on Twitter, who Izzy is also your friend, um, Maz. Madsen? Yeah. They, I, I think I was like, ugh, I want a chance to play Hot Lady Snoke and something. And um, Maz tagged Matt, who I think was still on hiatus at the time, and was like, hey, when is this happening? And Matt was like, oh, I've got the time now. So we were talking, and I was like, hey, there's been a lot of just rampant, very terrible transphobia within the Star Wars community and coming from... <sighs> people who are like in star wars 
lately, why don't we make this a fundraiser for a trans cause? And at the time, we didn't actually have it secured with Izzy that it was going to be Camp Unicorn. But we knew that we definitely wanted it to be a trans cause. And I was telling Matt, I was like, I have a friend who is running this mutual aid project. It's like a homestead. It's you know done X, Y, Z. I mean, Camp Unicorns helped me out before. Um, and I was like, if I can get Izzy to agree, why don't we like you know get this together we'll stream it on her twitch channel and we'll see if we can raise some money for her organization or not organization her mutual aid project and matt said yes and was like i'll make a twitter for it and um easy also said yes and i was like cool and then a bunch of people actually wanted to be part of it which is very nice you included Harrison. well um, it's i uh, uh as i will be saying a lot during the course of all of these interviews i've got scheduled for the next few weeks uh i love the last jedi so much so if i can like turn my uh, uh fandom for this movie which i very rarely get to uh, uh, put out into the world besides for the, you know, seven people that follow me on Twitter. Uh, if I can weaponize that into a good cause, I'm gonna do it. Come on. Um, so, did, um, why The Last Jedi specifically? Because they've got, like, all of the movies, I think, converted into Shakespeare at this point. They've got the Big Lebowski uh, converted into Shakespeare. If yeah, we ever do that, well, I'm in. I need to look that up. <laughs> I'm an Judist priest. How did I not know this? My dad and I, a while on uh, a while back on the podcast, covered the Big Lebowski, and we realized halfway through the movie that very easily he and I could cosplay as the dude and Walter, <laughs> worryingly easily. So I'd need like the aviators and to just yell a little more aggressively than I normally do. Uh. uh but uh, yeah, wh why the Last Jedi specifically? Um, well, the, the Last Jedi slaps. <laughs> I'm not I'll, arguing I'll, with that. That's not up for I, debate. I, I'll I'll be controversial. It's the best of the Star Wars movies. Um, and the you're you're, a, you're in a safe space. This is a very Last Jedi friendly safe space here. I have uh, <laughs> I have a. Uh, uh, a copy of Rose Tico's Ring. I started cosplaying as Luke purely because of this movie. I got my uh, uh, Rebel Alliance tattoo right after I saw it for the first time. Like, all in. <laughs> nice. Um, it's, it's really good. Uh, it has a lot of great themes about, like, hope and, like, working together. Mm -hmm. And it has one of my favorite themes to come out of a Star Wars movie, which is that like it really emphasizes how important failure is to grow yes. as a person and how like our mistakes don't damn us but like help us and uh, star wars movie i've seen five times in theater <laughs> <laughs> i so, i uh i entered into a point a few years ago where i was just so depressed that i literally set up my blue uh yeah blu-ray player so that it would just be on repeat constantly throughout the day so i would 
come home from work at like 12.30 a.m., turn on the TV, it would already be playing at some random point, shut it off right before I go to sleep, and just repeat. Uh, so, yeah, I, I get that. I get that love of this particular movie. Um, <clears throat> oh, God. I'm totally blanking now because my, my house is being overpowered by waffle smells and bacon. Oh, that's exciting. Do we have a dog? Is there a dog somewhere? Nope. Okay. Yeah, sorry. She gets <laughs> okay. really anxious when there's a noise outside. It's okay. Uh, uh the podcast in general is a very podunk operation, and my parents have three dogs that don't care about audio recording. So, I, I get it; it's all good. Um, I think that's. I think we've covered basically everything. Uh, we we've hit about thirty minutes total runtime. Uh, did y'all have anything else that you wanted to note on before we enter into the plug zone? That's a macaroni thing. I can't say the plug zone. That's I'm just stealing the 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 plug pit. That's nah, worse. <laughs> Somebody please talk. The plug throne room. Uh, for me, no. Nah, I'm I'm basically just here to to cover whatever it is y'all need or wanted me to cover. Um, Fair thanks enough. For thanks for covering it. Thanks for helping try to boost it. And, Ooh, all right. Yeah. And uh, to the production. and is there anywhere people can find you online? Um, so for me, it's pretty easy in most places. You can just search Izzy bear seven one three and I'm going to pop up, uh, twitch.tv slash Izzy bear seven one three. Um, on Twitter, it's at Bella J zero seven one three, but my handle is Izzy bear seven one three. Okay. So you can search it as either. Um, that's kind of where I've, I've condensed everything. I've actually done okay at branding so far. I'm going to have you spell all of those things out in a moment or two. Because I can't type that quickly. All right. Uh, and uh, bell slash toast slash <laughs> hot lady Snoke. Um, I'm not going to get over that anytime soon. Uh, what are you, What have you got and where can people find you on the webs? Um, I, you can find me on Twitter at um, toast but queer. That's my Twitter at, at the moment. Um, and I will hesitate to change that again for like a couple of weeks so that people can actually find me there. Um, I have, I have a Tumblr account, but you're going to have to DM me on Twitter. If you want that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep tw Tumblr to a minimum, uh, uh, shall we? Uh, all right. I am HD Lickner on Twitter and, uh, Muscle Nerd Studios on Instagram, where I mostly post pictures of my cat, and I've managed to accidentally minimize the program, and I'm just looking at pictures of hot Snoke. That's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Great. Uh, all right. Uh, if anybody has anything else to say before we hit the stop button. I, I think... I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, um, I've got, uh, I think I'm talking to Luke Skywalker in a few hours, and I've got at least Leia scheduled for next week. Uh, but the loose plan is I'm going to be putting these out as bonus episodes on Mondays because normal podcast episodes drop Fridays. So um, this is going to be one hell of a bonus episode like over an hour and a half long so that's exciting but thank you again for joining me i'll let y'all go 
Uh, thank you again. Thanks, Thanks for having me. All right. Thank Bye. you again. Bye, everybody. Most excellent. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Frank Reviews. For if you're still listening to this episode, probably the third time, uh, we're just going to have a whole bunch of introductions. I'm going to make a show of nothing but introductions. But this time around, we are joined by Darcy Simon, who is playing Luke Skywalker in uh, the uh, uh, dramatic reading slash performance of William Shakespeare's Jedi the Last, uh, benefiting Camp Unicorn, I think. Everything I just said is correct. Hello. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi. Uh, so we were talking briefly on on uh, 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 Discord, a app that I am definitely not uh, infuriated that I, uh, at 35 years old, have to learn a new app. I'm not mad about that at all. Uh, but we were talking briefly about uh, Star Wars. How did you come across this project? Um, uh, how have you been a Star Wars fan for a long time? Like, what's your what's your in to this world? So I've been a Star Wars fan for as long as I can remember, probably since I was about, I don't know, two. I think I, my mom says that the first movie I ever saw in theaters was Revenge of the Sith, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Star Wars has been a big part of my life. I've, I love it so much. It's only became become bigger in my life um i so <laughs> after revenge we're gonna get into this because luke is one of those characters i could just whinge about for a while um but uh there was a period between 2005 and 2015 where i was not a fan of star wars despite loving it since i was seven in 1993 so yeah yeah uh uh I, I get that. How did you, um, how did you, did you have a favorite character from the get-go or? So my favorite was Obi-Wan Kenobi. I just, I really liked him. If you I were brought up on really the prequels, yeah, I absolutely get it. Yeah, he, the prequels he, are my movies. Yeah, that tracks. I don't belong to uh, the re the subreddit because of Obi-Wan that just gushes constantly over you and McGregor. Nah, not at all. Um. So, so you, uh, the first movie you saw, oh my God, I'm so old. Uh, it's, everybody that I'm interacting with is like exponentially younger than I am. And it's like, this is not doing anything great for my mental health, but okay, you sure. Wanna know how, you want to know how old I am? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 15 years younger than you. <sighs> See, I can't, okay, this I have a point to this, I swear to God. I'm a welder, and I've only been working in metal shops and whatnot for just about three years. I kind of found it later in life. Most of my co-workers are hired fresh out of technical high school. So a lot of co-workers with the same amount of experience as I have are like 21. And it just, I cannot reconcile these facts in my head. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm just going to ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist and i won't have a breakdown about uh entropy uh so so you 
how did you find out about this project, um, uh, Jedi The Last? So I was just, I'm, I was new to Twitter mm -hmm. and I was just following a bunch of people so I could find like a little group, a little niche of cool, really chill, relaxed people. And then I came across, I think it was retweeted by, I'm not too sure who retweeted it, but I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And it's really, it's for a really good um, cause that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and so I was like, well, I've never acted before, but it looks fun. I've always wanted to be a voice actor when I was younger. And so I was like, I don't audition. So there you um, go. I just kind of said, screw it, let's do it. It's 2020, I have nothing better to do. I had just gotten surgery, so I was nesting in bed forever because I couldn't move <laughs> because my foot, I can't walk on my foot right now. So I was just like, might as well. Why I not? Acted, uh, but I'm dramatic. Did you go out specifically for Luke? No, no. I went for Ray. Oh, okay. So were you surprised when you got the announcement of Luke or? Yeah, I I wasn't expecting to get anything because I've never acted before in my career, my whole life. I It's never been something that my family focused on, so I just never did it. But um, I was like, I will gladly play Luke because <laughs> he... He is growing on me as a character. I know you're a big, big Luke fan. Well, that's... I'm ostensibly I'm doing these uh, bonus episodes of the podcast to promote the uh, 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 the benefiting of Camp Unicorn and the production and whatnot. Really, it's just an excuse for me to gush about Star Wars to other nerds who are hopefully uh, half as obsessed as I am, and it's really strange because I was never a Luke Skywalker kid. My favorite, like I saw the movie, uh, it's really depressing how accurately I can pinpoint when I saw them the first time, uh, because we had just moved into, uh, my parents' house when I was seven in like bleh, September of 1993. And we got pirated VHS tapes of the original trilogy and uh, uh, we watched them three Friday nights in a row, and it just completely took over my life. Um, but I was never a Luke Skywalker kid. I always really liked Han Solo, like I think a lot of people do. Um, cheers on also having a giant water bottle as well. Nice. See, I work in a metal shop, so I got to have this big, giant Stanley son of a gun. But, yeah. but nice. I work in a hospital. There you go. There, hydration or dihydrate. That's that's. Hydrate or dihydrate. Hydrate or dihydrate. My welding booth gets up to like 110 degrees in the summer, so I. This is Stanley. Here is my best friend, my 64 ounce growler. Um, but uh, when the Last Jedi came out, like. The first teaser trailer for The Force Awakens, I'm I'm sure you remember this, but it was just like this minute-long ad that ran in November of 2014, over a year before the movie came out. You want to know where I was when I watched the trailer for The Force Awakens? Go. This I is, oh, do you remember at... where you were when JFK was shot? Conversation. All right, go. Yeah, I, I remember where I was. So when I watched The Force Awakens trailer for the first time, the actual official trailer, I was at Comic-Con. 
2015. The San Diego Comic-Con or? Nice. Okay. Yeah, the San Diego Comic-Con at the Force Awakens panel. So I was with the whole cast. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. That's uh, that's amazing. My uh, my cousin lives in San Diego, and every year she sends me a selfie with Chewbacca just to rub it in my face. Um, I'm an East yeah. Coast boy, so I'm stuck. Like you know, I've I've got Baltimore Comic Con. It's nice. Um, it's, it's so much friggin' fun. I'm so mad that I didn't get to debut my Thor costume at that this year, but. Whatever. That's like low on the totem pole of things to complain about in 2020. But I I hadn't really been a Star Wars fan for 10 years previous because I felt so burned by the prequels. And the trailer for Force Awakens drops and I was sitting in the break room at work and the TV was on mute and I only saw the imagery. And then when it goes black for a few seconds at the end, and all of a sudden it's that crazy twisting tracking shot of the Millennium Falcon, I'm like, oh no, it's back. And then when I finally got to watch it with sound, I was crying and it was ugly and terrible. But I like promised myself that I wouldn't go uh, uh, haywire with the merchandise and uh, uh, um, because I didn't want to get Jar Jarred again. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh God, so embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> so the Force Awakens comes out, and it's amazing, and it's it's everything I would want a, uh, a a soft reboot of Star Wars to be, and it's phenomenal. And you know, uh, uh, Rogue One comes out the next year, and it's dark, and it's it's beautiful and tragic, and it's unlike anything we've seen in Star Wars before, and I loved it. Then. The Last Jedi comes out, and I show up in the theater with my Ultra Saber in full Jedi robes at the midnight screening, and I'm enjoying it. But then it comes to that moment where, uh, after the space battle, Leia sees the uh, board of all of the dead pilots, and, I, and it just lingers on that for a moment. I'm like, oh, 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 we're doing something here. What's happening? And then like a minute and a half later, the big dramatic swelling music as Luke is being handed the saber and the music just cuts out and it's just Luke. And then he just chucks the saber over his shoulder. And that moment destroyed me. I was, I have never been more happy to be confused and uh, off the map as I've ever been in my life. So since that moment, The Last Jedi has slowly taken over my brain. And uh, Luke, specifically old man Hermit Luke, is my favorite character in the series, uh, along with uh, Rose Tico, uh, also from this movie. Um, yeah. what is, I realize I'm just rambling, and this is supposed no, to be fine. an interview. No, you're fine. I what, love uh, what, uh, uh, what do, how, how are you approaching Luke, I guess, is the best question to ask. So my goal, because I really want to make people happy with Luke because he is such a popular character and so near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. And like my big, my big fear, because I'm very, I'm very critical and very um, literal when it comes to things because I have like a more analytical brain when it comes to that kind of stuff. Sure. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a science major. I look at things very literally a lot. And so I'm like, I'm a girl, I can't do this because Luke is a boy. And I'm like, wait a minute, who cares? Yeah, exactly. 
off the script. We can like, I want to do how I want to, but my goal is to, I remember I made a joke about it and I know this can be kind of controversial, but I was oh, like, no. oh, I remember no. it, was, it was announced. I was like, I'm going to make Luke gay as hell. Oh God, that's fantastic! I, um, as as somebody who loves Luke Skywalker, I four thousand percent endorse this decision. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, so that's that's oh God, that's terrific. So I was like, I was like, I want to, I want to make him, I want to make him as human as possible, and I'm kind of putting my own feelings and experience into it, just okay. because I have kind of. I wouldn't say I felt the necessarily like absolute rock bottom that he's felt, but I've definitely, especially with 2020 and quarantine, and just, yeah, my job, right? my jo- like my job requires me to be away from family. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I get the isolation, I get the loneliness. And so, I mean, that's where a lot of my mental health struggles come from is being this. Just you and the porgs. Yeah. Just, just me and just me and uh, my Darth Vader plushie over there. <laughs> and, I, I'm not sure how much I should say on microphone because this episode is probably going to be coming out this upcoming Monday. But the uh, the Discord group chat and the cast photos, it's 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 been an experience just sitting back and watching these uh, group chats and and photos and selfies come in. And um, we're professionals here. No, I don't want to open Firefox. Anyway. So Luke Skywalker, gay as hell, crazy, weird. I I do love the weird uh, uh, um, uncle vibes you get off of Luke. And he really is the weird uncle in this movie, trying to uh, ostensibly cock block his nephew. So it's... uh, Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) The the actress who plays Rey, we actually, whenever we rehearse that scene, we call it the cock block scene. Yes! Fantastic. That's what I, we call it. I, I said this on uh, on Twitter a few weeks ago, but that um, that shot of just the two hands, the fingertips just barely touching, it's somehow the most sexually charged moment in all of Star Wars. And they had Han Solo on screen with Carrie Fisher while we know they were sleeping together, and they've got nothing on these fingertips. Just barely grazing one another it's it i i can't wrap my head around so many things in this movie and that's kind of why i love it (laughs) yeah i i definitely love so i'm an i'm this this is gonna sound really weird but go i mean whatever i don't i don't care but um i'm an artist and i love I love hands. I think hands are probably one of the most gorgeous things ever. It's one of the, one of the most, in my opinion, the most gorgeous appendage, you know? I mean, it's better than liking feet, in my opinion. I have a fairly utilitarian approach to feet. So, yeah, I yeah, I, I understand why some people like it, but not for me, thanks. <laughs> I don't. I work, I work in podiatry. I see all levels of feet, so. Ah, okay, so. Like, overexposure i get that yeah Yeah. that's fair yeah that's fair but um his because he focuses a lot on hands i don't know if you've noticed that in the movie but there's so many scenes where it's just handwork look any excuse to rewatch this damn thing i will take and now i'm gonna go back in thinking about hands the whole time all right sure there's, there's so many hand shots and it's 
it's very interesting because there is so much you know hands can say you know like when luke grabs the saber in the beginning his hands are shaking i mean our camels are actually shaky but you could also take oh, it oh. as you know fear of it dropped out know. for a second there back up a little bit to oh. luke's shaky hands okay it's it's so, it's a zoom issue it's not a you issue you're fine no you're fine you're fine. So Luke, at the beginning of The Last Jedi, whenever he receives the saber, his hands are shaky. And I mean, you could equate that to Mark Hamill having shaky hands, but you could also go into maybe, you know, it's the trepidation, it's the fear, it's you know, him re remembering everything from his past. And it's just, you know, coming back and he's just in shock at seeing the saber, the right. saber that, you know, he lost after dueling other and things like that. So it's just this fear and, you know, the hero's journey calling him once more. So, I don't know. I find Ryan Johnson focusing on hands very interesting in this film because something in a lot of the other films, you don't see a lot of these very detailed focus shots on parts of the human body that we don't ever see. You know, there's shots where we just see, you know, up close shots of Ray's face and her eyes, same thing mm. with, you know, Kylo and things like that. It's just you see these very intense gazes on parts of the human body that we don't ever see a lot in these films because most of the Star Wars films are very just wide shots. Yeah. I think part of that, especially with the original trilogy, is just how movies were made at the time. Yeah. Uh, I so agree I, with that. Part of it can probably be chalked up to that. Um, I was, oh man, I was having a conversation with uh, uh, another movie nerd friend online recently, and um, we were just talking about. Uh, I don't. Okay, we're gonna we're about to get real nerd in depth with uh, Star Wars. I haven't even gotten to my Luke Skywalker character theory yet, so this is gonna be hilarious. So, uh, 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 like like many people my age, the first time I saw Star Wars in theaters was for the 1997 special edition re-release for the 20th anniversary, and you know, as a 12 year old, it's great because it's just big friggin' spaceships on a big giant screen, and it's awesome. I had only mm -hmm. seen them on crappy little VHS uh, uh, full-screen copies up to that point. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, they weren't released on DVD until 2004, and by then they were tooled with even more, like even more special effects shots and junk were added. And then... Uh, they were tooled with even more for the eventual Blu-ray release. And then the final insult, McClunky, was added. Uh, apparently, literally the last thing George Lucas did before he sold them to Lucasfilm was add McClunky to uh, uh, the original Star Wars. So I have been on this kind of, like, religious terror uh, uh uh trying to track down the despecialized editions of the Star Wars trilogy. And uh, you can do it online. You can download them. There's whole instructions you got to follow. Or you can be really lazy like I did and find a Blu-ray box set of the Despecialized trilogy at a bootleg counter at a Comic-Con. So that's the only time I'm ever going to buy a bootleg DVD. So um, one of the interesting things about... Uh, uh, the original Star Wars, especially in, in contrasted with how it's, uh, uh, we've talked about this uh, in a few of the previous interviews, but um, the the fandom has this aggressive religious fervor to it, and especially if you like the Last Jedi or Raylo or Ryan Johnson, um, it's uh, uh, it, 
you are aggressively pursued uh, by people online. It's a little ridiculous. Um, but when you go back and you watch the original Star Wars from 1977, it's not called A New Hope. It's not called Episode Four. It literally just says, blah, Star Wars it is a period of civil war. There's none of that. And what's fascinating is it really drives home seeing these movies in high definition in the original theatrical form. You can see how low budget the first movie is. It's truly incredible. Like, especially with um, Luke and Leia, you can literally see the makeup pancaked onto their cheeks. Uh, and the just the sheer amount of blush that must have been, like, uh, uh, dry-brushed onto Carrie Fisher's face. And then, all of a sudden, for The Empire Strikes Back, they had a real budget, so everybody looks regular uh, all of a sudden. And it, it just blew me away, once again, just how seriously people take these movies. Um, and it's just like, I love them. It's, it's Star Wars is my favorite thing. The Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars. It's, it's a goofy movie series about space wizards and samurai and wannabe cowboys. What are we freaking out about? Uh, yeah, so, and um, if we want to just continue my hot streak, I, I, I'm going to do this with every character actor I have on the, uh, 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 on the show. But um, so there's this ongoing theory that the main characters in the sequel, quote unquote, trilogy, really just the first two movies, are representational of different types of Star Wars fans. Um, so uh, uh, I guess you'll hear this when the episode comes out. But Rose Tico is the kind of Star Wars fan that I want to be, whereas Luke Skywalker is the kind of Star Wars fan that I actually am. I'm an angry, cranky old man who has been burned so many times by this stupid movie about space wizards. And gosh darn it, here comes another new protagonist trying to call me back to the theater with literally handing me a piece of nostalgia. And um, I, that's kind of like, I think why old man Hermit Luke in The Last Jedi like rang so many bells for me because... I'm still kind of that right now. I'm working on it. I swear to God. But um, it's from 2005 to 2015. That was absolutely me. Um, so uh, I don't know if you have any similar thoughts about Luke, uh, but I spend obviously too much time thinking about this. It's fine. Yeah. I've, I've never thought of Luke that way, like especially like the theory of like, the characters representing something different within like the fandom. I mean, I, I can definitely kind of see Rose as a love letter to the fans, especially like the newer fans. It really, it, it it's a little bit, the, the theory's a little bit hit and miss because like with Leo, we didn't get a proper arc with her. Like episode nine was supposed to be her movie. Um, but uh, it really mostly just applies to like, the core cast of characters. Like, I don't have any grand theories about Admiral Holdo, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I love this ridiculous movie so much and I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Uh, and I'm excited to see what you do with, uh, with Luke, uh, especially with what you've said to me. Now. <laughs> 
I'm so stupidly excited for that. That's phenomenal. Um, I don't know if you had anything more to add. I've been, I feel like I've dominated this conversation. I apologize for that. No, you're fine. I really, I really, I'm just following your lead. So. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. That's a recipe for disaster. I can barely follow my own lead and I'm me. Um, all right. Well, fair enough. Uh, oops, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I can say, though, whenever the trailers for The Last Jedi came out, I think I cried every oh, time a new trailer came out because I, I was so excited. Uh, this is this is we're just going to go down an even nerdier rabbit hole here. So I organized a playlist on my phone and it is currently 123 tracks and nine hours, 10 minutes. But it's the complete Star Wars soundtrack from episodes from episodes four to eight with and i've even ripped the audio to the trailers and turned them into mp3s and played them before the uh the movie soundtrack starts itself so i'll go right from return of the jedi to there has been an awakening have you felt it There's actually, you said that's on Spotify, right? Uh, no, I can't. Oh. I, I'm like streaming a verse. I have to have access to all my MP3s. And as a result, oh. I have like a 264 gigabyte SD card. Um, it's it's alarming. It's probably a problem. I'm, I'm a digital version of Hoarders, basically, when it comes to audio content. Um, but uh, uh, sorry, you were saying. No, you're fine. I just remember watching The Last Jedi and I would, I cry, not The Last Jedi, but the trailers. I remember just crying my eyes out. I don't know mm. why. I remember I was on my way back from a volleyball game. I'm sitting in the back of my car. My brother's sitting to the up in the front passenger seat because for us, Star Wars has been special for me and my brother because we were the ones that went to Comic-Con together. We saw the, st- we, I remember we went inside Comic-Con or Hall H to see the cast so excited i was shaking i was crying a little bit and i started crying because they almost separated me and my brother almost had to sit between two sweaty guys who don't know what deodorant oh, was no but then luckily they moved so i could sit next to my brother but <laughs> like i was showing him i was shoving the screen in his face i was like watch the trailer zach you have to watch the trailer and he's like shut up and i'm like Come watch the trailer. <laughs> and i mean like for me the star wars has always been special for me and my family i i would take leave I would take leave specifically to go home and watch Star Wars with my family. And I mean, I, f- I would fight tooth and nail. I got kicked off of a basketball team because I saw The Force Awakens. Oh, my God. We told him in advance. We told the coach like three months in advance. My mom was like, hey, my daughter and I have something to do on this day. We will not make it to the basketball game. And the guy was like, okay. Okay. And then I got kicked off our city and I was like, oh, whatever. God. That's when yeah. you have to like, that's when you have to fake an illness that you can't really, that, that can't be disproven. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but it's, Star Wars to me has always been special. And I remember going to watch The Last Jedi. I watched it with my brother. Mm-hmm. So the movie's even more special to me because my brother is currently, uh, he's stationed in Bahrain right now. Oh, so I can't okay. see him at all. Yeah. And um, so. To me, The Last Jedi special because it reminds me of being with my brother. And, okay. Yeah, and that's, I think, why for me, like, Luke and Leia's relationship is so important is because mm. it kind of has the same relationship as me and my brother. So I kind of see Luke and I'm like, I want to 
Because he reminds me of my brother. And mm, I'm just like, okay. you know, even just physically, because my brother <laughs> is also blonde hair, blue eyed. So I'm like, that's my brother. you know, I just like, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling right now. But um, I just went into a metaphysical conversation <laughs> about Luke Skywalker as a fan of Luke Skywalker. So like it it gets so much worse than that. Believe me. Like, yeah. Yeah. If uh, 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 if I ever talk to um uh, uh the the per- <laughs> I've been following her on Twitter for a little while now, but she's now playing Finn in uh in oh, in this yeah I love yeah her so yeah much. yeah she she does this amazing Ray cosplay and she's got this amazing Ahsoka Tano cosplay, and I'm kind of dying to have her on the show because I know she's a very dedicated Raylo, and I have. Differing opinions. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. Well, I apologize to the audience because they're going to hear my theory a couple of times in a row now. But basically, I'm on board with Raylo for an hour and a half from the first Force Bond scene to literally the bit where the lightsaber breaks in half. And uh, um, as I said uh, uh, to, uh, to uh, Toast and Izzy previously, um, I got to say it again. Um, uh, uh, hot Lady Snoke. Oh, I can't. That's in my brain forever now. Um, but uh, as I was saying on there, um, Ray wanted Ben, but Ben didn't want Ben. Ben wanted Kylo Ren. Ray didn't want Kylo Ren. Ben and Kylo Ren chose Kylo Ren. So they're, they're for Splitsville, um, literally with the lightsaber. Um, and... Uh, if we're going to get even deeper into it, I'm a huge fan of shipping. Uh, 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 don't get me started on Korasami, Tara and Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, uh, uh, my partner showed me friggin' She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. I annihilated the whole series in less than a week. And uh, now I'm just a- an embarrassing Catradora uh, shipper. It's... it's uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a 35 year old male that works in a metal shop that sets myself on fire regularly, and gosh darn it, Scorpia and Perfuma are adorable. Um, but uh, uh, if you've read the unused script for Episode Nine that was written before Carrie Fisher passed, um, Ray and Poe actually get together, and I already call. Oscar Isaac, my space husband. So it's just give me more of that. I want to see these two pretty people kiss. God damn it. Uh, so I understand where Raylo is coming from. It's just not for me. Um, and uh, oh, so you've probably encountered this, but so much of Star Wars Twitter is aggressive in their opinions. Uh, yeah. So uh, your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i like raylo i've never i'm not an aggressive raylo i've never really been like they have to be together because when i watched the force awakens i think i mean i've been i've been a fan of that mm. that pairing since the force awakens but it took well, a that of moment when adam like, driver oh. takes his helmet off and you just you have the same experience as ray was like oh no he's hot <laughs> <laughs> I remember the audience and Ray mom, have that exact moment at the same time. It's great. 
my mom whispered over to me. She goes, he's ugly. And I'm like, mom? Blasphemy. <laughs> so rude. Adam Driver does have a, what is could be like in capital letters, a face, but it really works for him. It's yeah. it's it's definitely more than the sum of its parts, uh, yeah, sort but of thing. I've I've definitely I've been lucky. I haven't really encountered people like I haven't really encountered anti's or anti Raylos attacking me personally. But I've seen it happen to other people. But mm. I've always been open to really anything. I actually really wanted. So I really wanted maybe not them being together, but Ray and Ben becoming, you know, gray Jedi. That's what a lot of people wanted was them to become gray Jedi. And I just wanted them to work together to create a new academy. Not so much them being romantically together. That wouldn't have bothered me. I would have been fine with it. I would have loved it. But at I, the time. <laughs> not to spoil anything because I'm I might as well just post the PDF, uh, uh, to the group chat. But, uh, Guess how episode nine duel of the fates ends. Uh, I know he, I know he dies and she starts a, she starts well, a temple. Well, it, it, it just, it's like, it's like we could have had, we could have had it all. We could have had it all. Um, but that kind of feeds into, uh, uh, what I was saying, uh, uh, previously in this, what is rapidly turning into a, monster of a bonus episode uh normally episodes of this podcast are like half an hour we've got three separate interviews clocking in at about almost an hour and a half total so this is gonna be hilarious uh but really just to wrap it up it's not about fighting what we hate rise of skywalker it's about saving what we love uh so uh on that note did you have anything uh, else to add or anything else you wanted to touch on or yeah no, I'm happy. Fair enough. All right. Well, for the third time this episode, I am HD Lickner on the Twitter, Muscle Nerd Studios on Instagram. Um, the actual podcast account on Twitter has yet to be unsuspended, so that's hilarious. Um, but uh, 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 don't open... Kids, if you're going to tell a sitting senator that they should be buried alive, do it from a burner account. Um that's a fun lesson uh uh but darcy if you wanted to uh self-promote a little there what have um, you got for follow us follow me on, follow me on twitter at uh underscore cosmonauts underscore and that's about it for me fair enough all right well uh in the meantime i'm looking forward to your very gay luke thank you a thank sentence you. that i'm very excited to say out loud several times over in the next few weeks 